0: live and you're still- hello
1: <laughs> hello
0: everyone welcome to our first proper episode of no holds barred i am Ben we've got ian the dancing freak and martin our lovely sandwich boy yes
1: <laughs> i love being a villain
0: <laughs> you're just going to be on the on the bottom of the screen permanently that's fine you might have to share it once or twice but you know no not
2: for the first time <laughs>
0: Exactly. So tonight we are coming to you live. We are coming to you for our first proper episode, and we're going to dive straight in. I think, um as it's a quite a broad topic that we want to cover, I and mean, it's going to be one that we're going to cover over multiple weeks. So I don't think the conversation is going to finish tonight. But we're going to talk about the mental health of men generally, and we know that mental health in general is important. But like we mentioned on our little pre-launch <laughs> video. Um, our aim is to cover more of the men's topics and more of the topics around mental health in men and all three of us have had dealings with mental health whether any of us want to share that we will over time but i think just i think this just needs to be a general conversation rather than trying to block it all into segments but do you guys want to open up about any of your struggles or issues that you've had in the past
2: this would be so short if i went no <laughs> <laughs> um laughing and joking about it i mean i do tend to use um jokes and comedy as a defense against it if that makes sense where yeah totally. half the time it's easier to laugh and joke about it than sometimes let
1: it yeah, because if you think if you get really sort of into it, you do you do really go deep and you do, i t- I'm the same. I'll always use a bit of humour just to lighten the situation because I don't want to go too involved and let people see what I'm really feeling or what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's when so you use it the same. As a body, yeah. yeah, as I say, it's a defence mechanism, isn't it? You just like make light of a situation, which in reality we shouldn't. You should just be able to say, do you know what, this is how I feel. And just, if anyone's there to listen to you, great. And if not, you know, there's places where you can go. I
2: think this is why, like I so said, this is quite important. Where it's letting... Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking it away from women suffer just as bad as men. That's one thing I want to make clear on this. It's trying to put this through as a male point of view, I can't talk about female problems because I've no idea. I can only speak from my own experiences and my own opinion on this type of stuff. But, um, on a personal exactly. level, I've, I've suffered with mental health now for mm. I know, to about 18 years. And during that time, I've attempted to take my own life twice. Um, Thankfully, I'm I'm still here. Not everyone will have that opinion, but yeah, I'm glad you're here.
0: I'm glad you're here. But during that time, there
2: was it was hard to actually talk to anyone about it, admit in a way that you had problems
1: because (laughs) I say you have that thing where you're a bloke, just man up, get over it. Exactly, that is the thing. I mean, and most men, and you know, growing up. I know I had, if I had problems and I wanted to like, I mean, my dad was from a different generation. Men didn't speak about the feelings or, you know, it was, I mean, my dad was a lovely bloke and, you know, he'd be in there for me for, and he was, but things I didn't feel like I could talk to my dad about. I mean, cause I just didn't think he'd understand. I mean, and I, cool. and my dad, as I say, and people, you know, people have their own problems. You don't want to put your prop burdens onto them. Yeah. And you think it's, I mean, like, oh. I Sorry.
2: I mean, my dad passed away when I was 16. So I was brought up then with my mum and did, she did an amazing job. But obviously, then I didn't have like a male role model figure in my life. Mm. So I don't think that really contributed anything in my mind because the depression came on years
1: later from that. Well, you never know. It could have had a detrimental effect, you know, because as I say, I lost my mum when I was. Fifteen, and i know that's what sparked probably sparked my meant what sparked my mental health issues i say because grief does that play a big part in
0: mm. most
1: things i was saying it's like a case yeah. of i say we, there was no grief counseling when i was younger or anything like that where there was no help like that is available now so back then it was yeah. a completely different thing and as i say my dad had his own issues going on so i didn't want to add to them and i think it's like over the years it's just sort of built and built and snowballed until i got to a point where like you tried to take my own life i think also that like
0: some sorry
2: (laughs) i think also i mean over the years from when i fit i say going back 18 yeah 18 20 years ago when it was mental health issue the help has progressed so much more now to what it was
1: back then. Um, I can honestly say the people, the crisis team at the Vizali Hospital with me were fantastic. And then the people who they put me in touch with afterwards, which were James Place, but you do have to be referred to there to be, to be seen by them, they were absolutely fantastic. And i credit them to saving my life.
2: Mm. I think also after time, it's. It's admitting to yourself as well that you've got a problem. Yeah. But I think with me, when the depression first started coming on, it was whether or not I was looking to get help. I think it took a while from when the depression started to actually realising the fact that I can't go on like this. It was getting to the point where suffering day to day it was getting exhausting it was getting tiring
1: now it and i think i had
2: to make a mental decision i need help
1: no i think with me i kind of made that decision that i didn't want to help i just wanted to do it and i had yeah. i had the date set in my head every time i was going to shops it was oh we need paracetamol, we need paracetamol, and my husband would be like, no you don't, we've got plenty, and I'd go, oh no, I'm just buying some anyway, and I'd put them back, in, put them in the drawer, and be like, we've got hundreds in there, and that was, my little way of thinking, do you know what, that's how I'm going to do You're it. you
2: preparing
1: for it. I was doing also. I was doing things to prepared. I mean, I even went to getting me, me bleeding house coat, know the um, belt that goes around it, turn it on the banister of me um, stairs, and see if it can hold me weight, I literally prepped myself for what I was going to do. I think that's the
2: thing as well. I mean, when I got into that state of mind where um, it was enough, I just don't want to be here anymore. I'm not useful to anyone. I'm not useful to myself. Um, That was a dark and scary time because you get very blinkered. All you focus
1: focusing on is I I'm, I'm on, on. Yeah, that's it. You can't see nothing else. And I like, you yeah. at that when I was at that point, I didn't want to tell anyone how I was feeling. I was like, I painted on the biggest smile on my face and I'm going, oh yeah, I'm fine, you know. Oh yeah, it was great. So oh, you know, I'll see you next week, blah, blah. And in my head I was thinking, this time next week, I'm going to be dead, so I'm not going to care about what you think or mm-hmm. how you're feeling. And I know I was being very, very selfish at that point. And, and then again, and I don't want to say it was selfish, it was just how I was feeling. And you have no control over how you think or how you feel because the mind is such a bastard at times, do yeah.
0: I think that's why people don't kind of understand. Like, we're in the past, I've heard people saying, oh, well, they're selfish for doing this and this. And then you, you look on the other side, well, are they selfish? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's their feelings and it, their life and takes, stuff. It's not... It takes some to, lot go,
1: to go through with it. And, and to actually they, do it. And I think, for me, my own survival instinct kicked in because I got up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and I literally thought, that this is it, this is the day to pick. I got up, my husband was in bed, knew nothing, knew absolutely not now how I was feeling. It was, oh, good night, babe, love you lot. And when I got up, I literally came into the kitchen and took open the drawer and there was paracetamol after box of paracetamol, box of paracetamol, paracetamol, I they had the codeine, all these tablets that you know, that were there, and I was just thinking, well, they're there for a reason. This is what I met this the universe or whoever wants me to do this. Mm. And then I remember poured myself a glass of milk. Thinking, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take all these, and I did. I just started, and then I think I got to a point where I was like, my own is like, what am I doing? I don't want my husband to find me dead on the floor when he gets up. And that's what kick-started me. And then I sat there, I just cried for hours. And literally, as soon as it got light, I picked myself up and I walked to the doctors. And I waited for them to open. And I was like, I need help. I went and took a load of tablets. I went, I need help. I don't want to die. I need help, otherwise I am going to kill myself. And as I say, our doctor was a little bit shit. Didn't know how to handle it. And he went, yeah, here's a letter. Take this to the Royal. Take this to the the Zahli. And hopefully I'll get seen. And you know what? I can honestly say the people in the were amazing with me. Mm. But as I say, you get in such a dark place that you can't see your way out. And like, when you try and explain things, about how to think about how you leave that person, you don't really care at that point. Because I know I never, I was just more thinking I need out of this pain that I'm in. And I was yeah. in severe pain. And as I say, it was like, I don't know what I mean, being in a job where I hated being surrounded by people who, you know, some people I did enjoy being around, other people I couldn't stand. And it was being in that position for like nine, ten hours every day, killing myself in a job, which I actually didn't like. And it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. Losing me mum at an early age, watching her suffer, then watching my dad's health deteriorate and then being his main kid and then watching him pass. It was just sort of so, after another, after another, after another. And there was only so much of a smile I can paint on my face of be alive before I cracked. But I do credit. See, I, can understand James what, to, yeah. I understand
2: what you, where you're coming from on that one. Because um, when I went, I got up in the morning and said to yourself, and left my family i left my kids left my partner and was determined that day that was it i'm not i'm not going to be a burden on anybody else no exactly and i think the problem i got is when i started getting the help it was people asking questions over do you know when it started or exactly can you pinpoint what began or when it started with you and I could never, I could never. No, nope, I can because of that happened, or because of that. It seems just seems to be a combination, and
1: it all just yeah. built. Yeah, that's the thing. The smallest thing just builds up to something that it doesn't need to be.
2: And we've spoken about it. I was, like, I mean, the smallest thing will suddenly turn into a volcano in my mind when it erupts, and it's the end of the world. Mm. I can't yeah. face it. I can't sort it. Uh, turn your back on it and then things build and then the depression starts
1: again so i think it is mean, good people need to start opening up more exactly and then it's especially hard for fellas i think women okay you know as i said don't take anything away from women because they suffer just as much but i think when it comes to this sort of subject women aren't afraid to talk about how they're feeling because it's more acceptable for a woman to you know spill the feelings to the the friends or to the partner or whatever, where men, they've they've got to be seen as, you know, the protector, you know, the provider. Well, not the provider, but, you know, they're meant to be the stronger one out of the two. So they're meant to be there to pick the partner up or, you know. And that's the thing. I think very. I mean, I think when it comes to, like, emotions, I think men are very emotionally immature, I think they don't know how to express it because it hasn't been taught to them.
0: But that's got to be from their childhood because I'm going to pipe in there. Because I... From my perspective, boys are always told that they need to be strong, brave, not show emotion, not show any form of weakness in themselves or any sort of
1: um i'm trying to think of the word.
2: you've got to put a front
0: onto the world that everything's yeah. okay
1: with. exactly yeah. you've got to put you've got to put your to put your, feet, pe- pe- your face on haven't
0: you and be you're always, you're always told to you've got to be like the the male role model in your life you've got to be like them you've got to impress them you've got to show them that you're a man and you can't be a wuss or you need to man up if you're upset you can't cry you can't do this so is is that Is that the generation before us psychologically putting us at a weakness or putting
1: us at a... um As I say, I think, you know, men are taught, as you've just said, are taught to be, you know, you've got to be strong. You've got to man up. You've got to, you know, just deal with it. You can't, don't be crying if, you know, something's upset. You don't get upset about it. Deal with it. But if you don't know how to deal with it, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because, and and that's. it's like... With the depression, the main thing I got at the beginning of it, of people's... Even <laughs> friends who was probably trying to help me.
1: was like, oh, just pull yourself together. Why? It's like, why are you feeling that way? And you're like, well, I don't fucking know. I can't pinpoint the exact reason. I just know that's how I'm feeling. If I fucking knew, I'd source it. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. You don't know what causes it. As I say, the mind is such a... is such a strong and powerful thing. That, you know... You could have well, you could have everything going speak. for you. You could have absolutely everything going for you. You could have all the money in the world. You could have the best job going. You can have the most perfect relationship. But in your head, it's not right, mm. and it's you. There's no you can't explain it. You can't you know understand why you're feeling that way when you've got everything going for you. I mean, you just the mind is absolutely as I say it's bastard at times, Sue. Yeah, because you don't know. There's no control over it, and I you don't know if it's a chemical thing or yeah. anything, it could yeah. just be some slight imbalance that you know you see yourself in this completely distorted way.
0: See, now I know you two said you can't kind of pinpoint where, see, like mine, I can kind of pinpoint the start of where mine was going from, so I don't know
1: whether that's kind of an advantage for me or a disadvantage. I don't know. I mean, I can kind of with like losing my mother at an early age, yeah, that. There's one other thing that i probably we could probably talk about on another time, on another time, that's As, fine. you know, which I probably I don't want to open up just now, but that's fine. that had a proper huge effect on how how I feel and on mm-hmm. a daily basis from it to be fair. But we can talk about that on another on another topic, but that's that was a big factor in how i got to where i got to i
2: mean what, the I, thing I... is I mean, we're talking about the problems and the depression and all that one i think our, all three of us should give ourselves a pat on the back that we're still here we've been strong enough that shit's gone on and yeah it might not be it might be trivial to whatever it is to somebody else but to us it was the the yeah. end of the world
1: listen you know what we should be proud of ourselves that we're because you know what it's shown the fact that our our survival instinct kicked in because there's countless other people out there who were who couldn't see another way out who didn't want to talk to the friends the loved ones and sadly they've took their own lives and there's no coming back from that where we recognize them thought patterns in our head now and go shit okay i need to suck I'm getting that way again or I'm mm. um, feeling a certain way. and need and then you know there's something you, you know yourself, like I know I can talk to any of you, I know I can talk to my partner, I know I can talk to my family. Two years ago when I went through all that, I mean, I didn't think I could talk to them. I didn't know how to talk to them. Oh, and i that couldn't was speak bit, to anyone. And that over was the biggest thing on. And that was a big thing for me because even though I, I was just like, yeah, I'm fine, it's like, I'm fine, I'm gums, oh, I'll see you later. Oh, the world was such a happy place because I'm people would like say people describe me, I was always upbeat, positive, singing, you know, bouncing around with like the little gay boy going, ah, you know, like a like party. But I think I that's what surprised like a lot talk. of people when, it, when there's depression kicked on me because I, I am a
2: joker, I do entertain, for lack of a better word. Yeah. So when the depression and all that came out and everyone knew about it, it was kind of like really, Ian. I, w- I, w- I- it was shock to them because the mask you put on.
1: Yeah, and you, I think,
2: you
0: think wear the mask also, I think that's also like the same for comedians though, because you you see a lot of comedians, and I know I think if I remember right, Lee Evans, has spoke about this, how he has had depression because he does the comedy and he gets he has to go on stage and he. Does that front? It's kind. Of, you kind of don't see it because you've got. Yeah, that well, look corner. at Robin
1: Williams, prime example. He was one of the funniest people in the world, and he put this show on for everyone. And deep inside, he was dying, mm. and he saw no other way out. And sadly, you know, he took his own life, and the world was a darker place for it so, because we, just- because somebody like that. I mean, he was naturally funny. Yeah, you know, he couldn't see a way out of it. Them. And I mean, to exactly. your experiences there, do you? Ever, I know at the beginning
2: when mine started, I found it well virtually impossible to talk to people who are new. But do you yes. find when, I'd say, when you said you went to Fazakli,
1: did you find it easier to speak to someone that you were close to? Well, not at first, no. I mean, I was still closed off at first, and it was only when I went to James's place. Because when I went to Bizzatli, Liam was with me. Me brothers were with me. I had to go to James's place on my own. And it was only when they sort of, as they say, they gave you like flashcards with like words on and then you sort of like look into them, how they make you feel. And then you write down absolutely everything that's on your mind, everything that even if it's the most minutest, stupidest little detail that you can think like. I broke a pencil or something, something so random hmm. and then they break it down for you. So they, it's like a step-by-step gap, you know, like breaking your problems down and then solving one at a time. And then, so it's like the next problem isn't so big because as I said, you haven't got that last problem to deal with because you've, you've yeah. sorted that. And that's how it helped me. Cause I, as I say, there was loads of things like, as I say, it was just probably trivial things that sort of like built up to not, Something that shouldn't have caused me any issue. Because it was like a snowball effect, it just sort of built up and added to it until I yeah. just like if I lost my shit. Yeah, it's like I said before, the smallest thing suddenly becomes the darkest place yeah. to be. Exactly. Mm. And it just goes that way. And you do and you over analyze conversations that you've had where you think, Oh, I said something to that person, then it didn't mean to upset them. And you might you probably haven't upset them, but in your head you have. And that plays mm-hmm. in the part and then you get that guilt feeling and you're like, and the anxiety builds up with that thing and shit because I don't want people to think I'm a bad person and I'm saying shit to upset people. Cause, and then it's yeah. like that, that whole mental side of it where you're thinking, then you're taking their feelings and taking out like more than your own.
0: Just want to throw those numbers from underneath. So if you need any help, call Samaritans on 116123. There's Liverpool cams on 0800 145 6570 or contact your local crisis team and your local A&E. Right, I've got some statistics for you, okay? And to be honest, some of them shocked me and actually how less men get than women. But generally in first one in four people have a mental health problem and one in six suffer from either anxiety or depression. Um, I know I've got a lot of the anxiety and the, a bit yeah. of the depression, but exactly. I think, and I I I think, think all of three of us can throw up that. Yeah. I think from that.
1: But, can, that, but is that like just men or is that? That's men and women. and women. It's, it's
0: just in, in general in you, in the UK, that is how many people suffer from a mental health problem. So that's and anything is that, is from an age range with that. No, is just
1: that... the general. Just because general. I think I generally think now, with social media the way it is, I think that plays a huge part in people's mm. mental health. Because but I that. think social media and you know the likes of Instagram and filters and all that that plays a huge part on people. Because yeah. they see that person and think, why can't I look like that or? Why isn't my body like that? Exactly. But, and that does play a huge part. And especially in younger people. Because I know like the likes of I've got like young nieces and they I've heard them say going, Well, she's really she's got really she's beautiful. She's got she's really slim. I'm dead fat. And I'm thinking this is coming from like eleven year old girls who haven't who are not fat at all. There's not an ounce of fat on them. And they're seeing these this these people, these images, and they want to be like them but yet they're already at a disadvantage because they think that they're fat because of it. And yeah. it's like a really distorted image. And I think social media has a huge part in, especially oh, gosh, younger yeah. people.
0: But it is coming up to like, as well that you're actually starting to realize a lot more boys are getting into that yeah. body consciousness. And it's again, that's not talked about because well, it's a boy, so they shouldn't be conscious yeah. about the body. But exactly. it's like, it's like, I always say I always need to lose weight. I oh, I yeah. happily admit that I do need to lose weight and I'm always conscious of like if I see a picture of someone um that's how generally men are supposed to be perceived I, I Exactly generally you you see men perceived as like a six pack Yeah s- trimmed thin oh don't turn me on
2: It's a six pack but
0: <laughs> but it just well it's it, it, it stays somewhere It's onto yeah. the puppy
1: See, it's that's the, the thing, like, because And that does, it, it does play a part, like how all these people are, and it's all, but these people are like celebrated for mm. being that way, and it's like you'd have all like stupid shows like Love Island, and you know, where they're all bloody skin thin, and yeah. they're like all muscular, mm. and they're all oh, look at me, and all these little influences, and like, oh, I'm having a sh- healthy shake, and <laughs> fuck off with yourself. Honest to God, fuck off with your healthy shake, and shove it up your ass but it also
0: gets to the point where it's like as well as girls and women you do get the men having the um anorexia and trying to get to that perfect shape and then again it's it's still not something that because i would not think 10 years ago men and boys would have issues with weight or issues with or or even going to the other extreme of feeding themselves too much and putting on too much weight
1: Exactly. There's no. There's no it's way like, in between. Like to the other. There's nothing in between, but that it's just either one or the other. You, it's like, and you see all these shows that are trying to promote body confidence and stuff, which you know are fair play to them, do it. But if you don't see yourself in that way, then you're not. You're not going to get. You're not going to see the results. Like you're not going to feel confidence in your own body. I know I don't feel confident in my own body. Some days, some days no. I don't give a flying shite. But other days, I'm like, you know, where you've got like, like the other week, for example, i was say I got loads bought loads of new clothes for like an holiday. I was putting a shirt on the other day and it wouldn't fit. It fitted all nice on my chest, and me, but because I've got this little bit of a belly, it wouldn't fit. And it, I was like, oh, oh my God. And it just felt awful. I was like, fuck me, I yes. am fat.
0: I think I've got about two or three t shirts in the wardrobe that are my target weight, which. Been there for is
2: it, maybe is it a realistic one because you don't want to torture yourself that well you, you want something that you can aim for currently really now
0: i'm what a large in t-shirts so it's a medium so it's it's doable
1: are you a medium
0: in other aspects
1: <laughs> no i mean but you know what though and it is doable as long as you do it in a healthy way i mean yeah. i keep saying i'm going to start exercising yeah. and do you know what Bloody, last Sunday I got up in it Do you know what I had for my fucking breakfast? An Aero caramel That was my <laughs> breakfast Fucking big fat bar of chocolate Because I was like, oh, do you know what, To <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. be fair, for the last what three months Me, me, or me or and you have said we're going for a run And we still haven't do- gone I know
1: we haven't gone for this run yet Because you, you, you haven't come to pick me up I, I think, think the problem is
0: as well Because
2: of the, the pandemic thing that's going
1: on Yeah, and that's the and thing I You're scared I to go out all the time, people. aren't you? Yeah?
2: i think that's hit a lot of people's mental health i know no. the last lockdowns this one that's just well when it's coming out of hopefully it's hit me harder than the other ones right, me me no quite if... why, i'm doing the same thing
0: exactly. so let me throw this statistic to you one in five people have suicidal thoughts one in fourteen people self harm, and one in fifteen people attempt suicide. That is both men and women. Women just are more this guy likely
2: self harm.
0: Hang on, women are more likely to attempt suicide, but men are three times more likely to take their own life. So men are three
1: times more likely to go through with that. And that that goes go through that, with it all. That makes that's why I say I one say men are more emotionally, you know. Immature at guarded yeah. I, I don't I say I say immature, I don't want to say like the immature like that. I want to say because they haven't been able to, like, we're women, they've grown up, haven't they? Talking about the feelings that's yeah. a, that's a woman, that, like, when you think of society, that's a female aspect yeah. of being low, like, I've been talking with the girlfriends, with the mums, being open and how they feel, and you know, and stuff like men aren't. So that's, that's, why, that's why I it. say they are immature and yeah. that, with that aspect it's like not no offense
0: if if ian was to come to me and said you're all right i'd be like what do you want because it it's not something natural that would we'll come be like between me and him yeah exactly it's not it's not that natural conversation we can we can insult each other till the cows come out get to a serious talk talk on top and it's like get yeah, it's uncomfortable Shy away from this one because it's
1: uncomfortable yeah. and i think that's what half the battle is it being people feeling uncomfortable and I think you've got to feel uncomfortable sometimes. So, like, because, as I say, if this helps, say, one, one person or one other person can say, I've had that similar experience, but I'm still going through it. If, like, mm-hmm. seeing these numbers here, you know, if that helps one person, then we've done a good job. We've done what yeah. we're meant to do. I I mean,
2: it's, as I say, about the likes of the self-harm, I do self-harm. But I use the kind of, the self-harm to me is a trigger effect to know that something's not right. I know once I stop that, it's kind of a a jolt that I know I'm going down that path.
1: So that's what I mean. It's like, as I said, you know your own thoughts, then you know that's a build-up to where it could go further. It's like knowing your own triggers, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Go on. Go on and say, I know my, when my mind starts, as I say, and it is a daily struggle, I mean, because you you don't you still have them moments where you have them dark moments where you have your own little thoughts, where they tell you, go on, you're not good enough, you know, you're a burden to people. And it's a case of just trying to shut that little noise up and make it, just trying to diminish it a little bit. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know yourself, if you get to that point where you want to start hurting yourself, as you say, that's that's your trigger, so you know yeah. you're getting there. But I'll I mean, it's going I'm to be just... kind
2: of weird. Um, doing this, there's going to be family members of mine or exactly yeah, watching this who have either no idea or will probably get upset me saying some of this stuff. So, a lot of the times, my depression seems to upset others more than what it does me because I've
1: got used mm. to living with it. Do you think that's because they love you and they don't want to see you that way? Um, hopefully, yeah. Because unfortunately, when it, you start sinking,
2: when I start sinking deep into my depression, that they don't
1: come into me. No, you don't, know, don't. I, I want to be there for you. And that's the thing. You don't. And that's where your, your mindset does take you, where you just think about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. And because you've got to, as I say, but when you get in that mindset, you know, you don't think about anyone else. You don't think about who you love, who you're going to leave behind, or who is it going to upset. Because, and I know for me, when I was thinking that, I was thinking, well, I won't care. I won't be here to see it. I won't be here to deal with it. Because when I went, when I go through that and when I've been through that stuff, my mindset
2: goes to, I'll be happy because I'm not here now being a burden for them. So yeah, me I, not being much as mad upset with them, they'd be fine, they'd be okay. Yeah, is, not... yeah. Because I mean I I kind of get it to the point sometimes where I was I I use that sounds horrible in a way. My kids are my fail safe now because I don't want to leave them. I don't Lucky. want them to have that in the mind that my dad to, to,
1: committed suicide no and that's that, as you say that is your that's your survival yes, that's, that's your survivor's instinct up. kicking in mm. and that's what I call it because I was the exact when I literally I was thinking I don't want my husband to find me dead on the kitchen floor yeah and that was what kick started my little survivor's instinct to kick it and that's what I call it I call it my survivor's instinct because deep down I probably you know didn't want to do it but I couldn't see another way out and that's what mm. kicked in, and that was my main thought: was thinking, "Fuck! Imagine him coming down and finding someone dead on the floor." Didn't care if he was loved me or it was my husband or what he loved me. That never crossed my mind because it was like I didn't care how his feelings were, because I couldn't, I couldn't feel it at the time. I couldn't deal with his feelings as well as my own because mine was so overbearing. I mean, that's
2: why I think I took myself away from the family because I didn't want them to find me. Yeah, I didn't
1: want that burden on them. I mean, as I say, and I think, as I say, I think my GP was a bit shit with the whole situation because yeah, I did man. go to him because I went to him twice before, and it was just because I went sleeping and I was like, listen, and it was, you know, would they give you this little form to fill out from what? How likely are you to, to end your life? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Do you think about self harm? Well, I'm telling you that I am. This is why I need the help now. Not... Oh, well, according to this, you're quite depressed. Fuck off. You went to medical school for that. Yeah, no fucking shit, Sherlock. Well Well, done on you. Fucking
0: idiots. I I can remember about... When was it? When did I first... About 2016. 15. I think I went in the November and by the June... So, what, seven, eight months? That was when I forgot my first appointment. That's me. And by that so time, anything fucking late. anything there, those eight months, could anything could have happened. And luckily, exactly. I Exactly. I, I dragged myself out of it. I think, like, you, a lot of people do have to sometimes. Because, like, even though... Exactly.
2: Well, you're saying that. We're lucky we have the mindset, thankfully, to kick in Yeah, keep us
0: here. Yeah.
2: We're unfortunately... Yeah. I understand there's a strain on the likes of the NHS and GPs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess that's why there's a waiting list and stuff like that, which I find. I mean, going back to it, that's why the likes of what we're showing on the bottom here can be basically a lifesaver. But, so,
1: but sometimes that gap, that's a death sentence. Oh, God, yeah. And, and that's to be in the case for some, for, you know, most people who have sort of, who have decided, to, you know, to. Take the life because it was too big of a gap from asking for the help and actually receiving it. I was lucky. I mean, I know I'm one of the lucky ones. I literally went on the Thursday, and by the Friday, I was in. I was being seen to, and they gave me tap on then on, and they gave me tablets there and then to take to help me. Which, as I say, I was in a bit of a jogged up state for a few days, like or a few weeks, but. It gave me that little bit of respite from my own mind because nothing made sense. So, yeah, I was grateful for it.
0: So, you know, I've seen the other side of because I've seen a mate go through the same thing. And this, not a man, but a woman, but she has suffered from mental health for years and years and years. And there was this, I think, one time like, where you said the crisis team were brilliant for you. For me, I felt on this aspect they let it down a bit because it was kind of the the fact of she wasn't too much of a crisis whereas me looking at her physically
1: she would have been gone that night yeah as I say but you had that, you knew her they didn't exactly. so they, they just see it as a where you come from a place of pure love and compassion because she's your friend and you mm. want to be safe they're just seeing it as like as a low risk and they're like oh well there's somebody else here who needs more help than them because she seems a little bit more with it than them and mm-hmm. that's the sad thing you categorise, and you shouldn't yeah. be no I, and as I, say, I, as I say i think with me i think i am grateful for you know the team that was there for me at the time as i say, i've had i've got a friend who suffers with mental health himself and it's been a completely different story where he hasn't been seen and he's, he does self-harm and, my God, he's, he does suffer with his mind mentally and it is very sad. And I know I we'll be watching so. this at one it's, point, so.
2: It, or the big difference is that individual that's first talking yeah. to
1: you. I think,
2: and do you, you know mean, what I think? I've, As, I've gone through the, the CBT, the cognitive behavioural therapy. That's not easy to say with false teeth. <laughs> oh, I where I found a lot of them, I I, I got not an out of it because they give you the list of they give you the form saying go home and fill it in hour by hour of what your days consistent of and do that for the week and bring it back to us. I was so fucking depressed realizing that I'm doing nothing. Trying to fill this form in and chicken like i got to the point friday morning eight o'clock got up had a wank just fill in a page <laughs> <laughs> but i mean
1: but i was still depressed about it
2: <laughs> was, it was too quick but uh, <laughs> it to me then the person i was speaking to was someone and it's no disrespect to them they had no life experience They'd come out of mm. university or college or whatever, they've got these qualifications, but it didn't to me seem that they had the practical behind them. They could fill a form in and tick boxes, but I couldn't relate to the person, mainly because well, yeah. There was Do not you know there. That...
1: See for me, I had I had young people who just literally you'd probably just say came out of university. And they, I think, because they were so eager to sort of like get me the help, they mm. they done everything and everything they could. They were like, right, I'm going to ring. I'm re- what's your GP's name and what's his number? They were ringing the GP for me, saying, this is what medication he needs to get on. Make sure he's got this prescription now ready. Um, and then they were like, right, I'm going to refer you right now to this team who, as I say, James Street, and they're going and they're going to ring you tomorrow. And I was like, it was all just a big whirlwind. But those people, as I say, because they were so fresh out of uni and they wanted to like make a difference, no make sure to put that where they might not have had the life experiences or whatever, but they wanted to help. They had they, it was yeah. like because they were so young and fresh and this was all new to them. They were literally pushing and pushing for in every way to help me, and they did. And but as I say, in the we're, who and
2: was in as it wasn't. Maybe because going back, it was different. In only put it? From when I got first treated to when you've been treated, they progressed more.
1: Yeah, but then, as I say, but on the flip side, as I'm talking about, you know, my friend who done it, he went to the same place, and it was a completely different story. They didn't look at him. I mean, he was going in, and he had deep slices in his arms, he was, you know, talking about throwing himself off a building or whatever. And they were just like, well, we'll have to send you home. Where I didn't go in with any of them. I didn't go in with any like, cuts on me or anything. I just went in literally and just bared everything. and just said, listen, I don't want to be here. And I think it depends on the person that you've got. As you say, life experiences that it yeah. was like it was like night and day to what I had. And I think it's sad. Because there isn't that consistency that we should be and i understand it's like I understand, you know i,
2: mean, I understand the burdens they're all going through and um probably problems that particular not the person but say the company or whoever they're working for and having issues yeah so they might not have the funding or this kind of stuff behind them but it doesn't help the individual if you're going in there and you've got them problems
1: no exactly i think it all depends on the person that you get on the day yeah and as much as some of them want to help they haven't got they haven't got that capacity to help yet but Mm. when i say i am i was so lucky that the people who i see with were they willing to help me where as i say where my friend went in there and they did nothing and it was sort of like are you messing i say where i went in and i i thought and if you put me and him together, you'd be like, well, he needed the help more than you, and you got it, and he didn't. Which is a bit shit.
2: Yeah. I think, unfortunately, it's just, the way, it's just the way it goes sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: Let me throw these other statistics before we finish. Right, so 76% of suicides at men, with suicide being the biggest cause of death for men under 35... Twelve and a half percent of men are suffering from a common mel- mental health disorder. Men are three more times likely to become dependent on alcohol, as well as being more likely to be u- to use and die from illegal drugs. And men, just like we were talking, are less likely to access psychological therapies than women. And all this is from the Mental Health Men's Health Forum, which emotionally
1: stunted. I can understand it. I wasn't expecting it to be so high. No, so high. That's mean. That is quite shocking, the amount. I say, but then again, I think, like the likes of social media and all that, that's got a huge part of it.
0: And that's from 2020, their statistics from last year. So that's the most up to date statistics that I could find. I mean, it is sad. And I say, us three here on the screen, we're talking about our own personal
2: experience. Yeah, exactly. And if anyone is suffering, get the help. Whether
1: you be male, exactly, or female. reach out. Mm-hmm. Just reach out to anyone. I is mean, help, there is I'll always help. someone there who will listen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I know it's hard asking for that help when you're so used to not having it or not want. But you don't. I mean, nine times out of ten, you don't want the help. I mean, you do want the help, but you don't want to admit that you need it. No. Yeah. I mean, and that's. And sometimes ignorance isn't bliss, believe me. Oh, it's because no, no. you're suffering. And if you if you are at that point where you are suffering, ask anyone. Just I'm sure there's somebody there who will listen. And as you said, nine times out of ten, you just want to vent and get everything off your chest. And if you're still feeling like you need help, speak to a doctor. As I say, and then take the next step from there. Don't, you know, don't, don't hate. People. It. Don't exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt yourself to make to make that pain inside go away because it won't. It doesn't. You hate yourself doesn't make that pain inside any less. It just makes you hurt more.
0: So we'll refer to those numbers at the bottom for Samaritans, Liverpool Cams for anyone in the Liverpool area, and your local A and E for your crisis team. Right, we're going to move on. I'm going to move on to our closing segment. Ian's favourite oh, part. God. Yeah. <laughs> so Ian oh, we're going to give you two minutes free reign to rant about anything why,
2: why, why did I get this because... part
0: because
2: um, okay just... that it kind of ties <laughs> on from this
0: it, but... there he is <laughs>
2: You know what? You should have just kept it on the three. It kind of yeah, ties on. up what nah. we've been discussing tonight. Um, I tend to follow a lot of different things that happen on YouTube, and the stuff I've seen on there is, quite frankly, fucking disgusting. When it comes to like, so the cancel culture, cyberbullying. I mean, what's annoying this week? Fair enough. I just saw on YouTube (laughs) that there was an individual that they got attacked so badly on YouTube, they ended up taking their own channel down. And it wasn't through anything them being offensive, violence, anything racial. It was down to they disagreed stupidly as it sounds with somebody's point of view about a film. They disagreed with what somebody thought about a film and got Hounded And I just thought To watch this YouTube Breakdown Was ridiculous over what it was There's so much other worse things Going on in the world That just because this person decided I didn't like this film This other person who I think Had a bigger YouTube channel Got people To actually attack her Tweet her Email her and I was just thinking, who the fuck do you think you are to inflict that type of hatred towards an individual for nothing more than a film? If, fair enough, if that person had been promoting violence, racism, phobia, anything like that, to attack them still wrong, you get them the, the proper authorities to take over do it that way um but thankfully this particular person came back through support of other people on youtube the people being following it and gave this person a boost to come back and that was just amazing to watch um but i i'm lucky in a way because it's Somebody's watching this and they start putting on that Ian one, blah, 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 don't like, don't like. I've got myself to the point now where, no offence, not asked. fuck off. If you don't agree with what I say, there's always a button to skip or leave your comment. don't care. You don't affect my life, but I'm glad I'm able to think like that where there's a lot out there that wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to take the criticism especially over something so petty so that's kind of my little um rant on this one and we're coming back to everybody else yeah Do you yeah. know
1: what ian that's great i like that it's just the keyboard it was, body culture because
2: i was following this particular person and i swear to god they were the, everything they put out there it was just it was non-offensive. It was just day to day what this person did in their life. Some people must probably looked at it and thought, "Fuck sake, that's boring." But because no offence to anyone, mm. and it was literally because they didn't like a film. How fucking stupid
0: no. is
1: that? It's a little bit sad, like, here it?
2: It's it, it. To me, then it's kind of like, as you say, with social media. It it. It can be amazing when you want to find things or you need to look at things or do something. But the flip side of it, it can cause so much hatred and
1: horrible Exactly. I mean, then it's like, as I said, the keyboard warrior culture, everyone's got a fucking opinion. It's pathetic. I mean, everyone's got a voice and everyone can type what they like to who they like to say what they like. And what's the worst thing that will happen to them? Blocked. That's it. Yeah. Things need to be done about it. Because as I say, if you watch that Caroline Flack thing, you're seeing all these people put put all their like no tweets there saying Caroline Flack's the ugliest woman on telly, she's a bored and fucking bitch, she's a she should die, she's an horrible cunt, all that. But they blank out no know the people who said it on the Twitters. I think they should name and shame them to say this person said this, this person said that. If the book if they're ballsy enough to say what they want to say. You should be ballsy enough to take the consequences of what they say. Yeah,
2: based
1: up to what you do, because a lot exactly. of them are all giving
2: all their shit out to people, and exactly. half the time there's no evidence, nothing to back up these claims. They're just jumping on like little bandwagon.
1: Exactly, and I think people do need. They should be named and shamed. I mean, mm-hmm. so you know, I think it is. At least this this beaten keyboard warrior culture. Everyone can say what they want and there's nothing no one can say about it because of freedom of speech and, you know, it's a public domain, You can it's that's your opinion. Or well, sometimes your opinion yeah. fucking is shite and you need to shove it up your eyes and stop spouting your hate. Don't get me wrong, everyone's allowed their own opinion. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be full of hate with it. Exactly. You don't have to be a nasty bastard with it to say, just oh, I don't like <laughs> that person or, yeah. oh, I don't agree with you on that one. But, you know, that's it as far as it goes and that is how, you know... But, but that's thing society thing is, i mean you think no, no exactly not going to agree
2: with
1: your point of view
2: which is fine no. exactly there's um, probably people watching know. this
1: who don't agree with what we've said or it might it might just suck a chord and gone oh yeah you're chatting bollocks you don't know nothing but as I say that's our personal experience of what we've been through so and on i'm that not going to else because it can't On that note, we're going to have to draw
0: draw to a close. Ah, well, thank you.
2: (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for at least watching.
0: Yeah. We will be back live next Tuesday. Um, And we hope you join us then. See you soon. Bye,
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone.